think about this pandemic and how it uh, upended life for you during the last 18 months, regardless of who you are or what position you're in. We all paid a price through here. No one made it through unscathed, right? Life as we know it was paused for all of us, and the impacts are still being felt, likely for some time. An interesting survey was done recently. It found three-quarters of Canadians say they had to put off major life goals because of the pandemic. We're talking about things like weddings, uh, big trips. Um, my son lost his high school graduation. I mean, they turned it into some little drive-through thing and shout out to the school for trying to make it special but it's not the same and, and all everybody has a story like that everybody has dealt with something like that um so how, how do we deal with that where, where do where do we go now let's get some insight we're going to chat with Bryn Weingard who is a business brain expert who partnered with Bel Air Direct on this survey uh Bryn thank you for joining us well thanks for having me Shay okay before we even get started a business brain expert can you explain that yeah, um, it's, you know, really, it's just using neuroscience, a, pl- a division of neuroscience called applied neuroscience to help people do work better. So how to be more productive and motivated um, and taking what we learn in very scientific, complex labs and making it accessible for people. Interesting. Okay. So you partnered with this survey that found 75% of Canadians said they had to put something off. And I guess that makes sense, right? But when we're talking about putting off major life goals or events, what kind of things are we talking about? Do I have it right? Weddings, graduation, things like that? Absolutely. No, you said it perfectly. You know, in, in from our survey findings, what people said they weren't able to do were things like, you know, really achieve the height of, of what they wanted when it came to fitness, uh, when it came to learning. So, you know, yeah. as you can imagine, people had to put off, you know, or did put off going back to school, you know, really having that experience. Many people saying that they weren't able to, um, you know, find the resources, the capital, sometimes the money for things like buying a secondary property or buying a vehicle um, and so and certainly of course things like travel so people feeling like they've been sort of you know not only personally but but interpersonally and culturally kept back by this pandemic and really you know not able to achieve the things that they wanted to now obviously a lot of that was just you had no choice because of the restrictions and things like that but I think for a lot of people just having that massive amount of uncertainty injected into our worlds and you know can I plan a trip for this time next year. Who knows? I don't know. Should I, you know, am I going to have a job? That kind of uncertainty, I imagine, played into the decision-making for a lot of people. Absolutely. And so one of the factors that we look at is something called VUCA, right? And it's a military term, but it's volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And those are four uh, circumstantial factors that do send the brain into disarray, that have people feeling, you know, anxious and stressed. And when people feel as though they don't have an out, they don't have a way of coping with with volatility or uncertainty or Mm -hmm. complexity, that's when we start to see real mental health challenges play in. And so in our survey, we also asked people that question, you know, how is it, what are the things that you think are holding you back? What are the the challenges? And most people actually reported what we would call perceived psychological barriers. In other words, it was, it was internal to them. So it wasn't, they weren't saying, actually, it was the laws that were holding me back. They're saying things like procrastination or fear of failure, um, a fear, a feeling that you don't have enough social support as an example. So many people not 
you know, blaming the government, let's say, or even the circumstances or the external world for what they feel is holding them back, but actually claiming that it's them, it's their own perceived psychological barriers that are likely to hold, that are currently holding them back and likely to hold them back in the future, which, and that is a very, you know, that's an interesting piece of insight. Well, we know that as human beings, we we need, we we like that control, right? We that sort of not having that sense of control and and sort of being able to to map out our futures is really, really, you know, jarring. It's not something we handle well at all. No, and it does create a, a supreme amount of stress. Absolutely, and that's when we start to see things like not only reported stress go up, but sleep disturbances, yeah. uh, hormonal disturbances. You know, we definitely have great research that shows that people who are stressed start to do things like multitasking, which, of course, we know that's not natural to the brain is to have to multitask. It wants to focus and single task, um, and so lots of of what we call coping strategies that are in fact dysfunctional start to take place when people feel as though their choice has been removed from them, absolutely. Um, now, as we're starting to emerge from this, and it's going to take time, it's obviously not the flick of a switch, but um, are people reporting that they're feeling pressure? Like, we've got to make up for lost time, we've got to get all those things that we maybe had to pause for a year and a half, we need to do them now kind of a thing? Yeah, and Shay, you said it perfectly. It's almost as if people don't acknowledge that something big has happened right. to them that was imposed on them. It's as though they're blaming themselves for their lack of progress and for their lack of productivity. Absolutely. And so when we asked that question, people reported, yeah, I feel this impending need to make up for lost time, to make up for lost traction, despite what's happened. And that by itself, all by itself, creates a you know, this sort of um, intimidation factor, right? And that's where a lot of those psychological barriers come in is people basically saying, I'm already overwhelmed and I haven't even gotten started yet. And you're just ramping up the pressure on yourself. So what's a better approach, Mm -hmm. you know, as we all have goals and we all have things that we want to do that we haven't been able to do, what's the best way to approach this in a healthy way that will actually help you be uh, more successful in attaining your goals? Yeah, it's so we have many of them. I've written them down for people. They are free, of course. Go to BelairDirect.com, find the blog. We've, you know, there's a laundry list of ways that you can help and, and cope with how to achieve these goals. But here's a couple of my top ones. The first is to write it down. One of the things we say from a neurocognitive perspective is that when we call it the magical act, but when someone is forced to actually physically, and I don't mean type it, I mean physically write it down, you get a lot of clarity around what really matters to you. What, what are you saying to yourself as a goal? and what is something that is actually a high priority for you to achieve. So that's the first thing is write it down. And then when you write down, let's say, a life goal or, um, you know, an aspiration or a dream, uh, because this is what we call the dreamers versus doers campaign, right? Like the idea that we wanted to understand, how do we move you from being somebody who's thinking about doing something to somebody who's actually capable of doing it or, or actively achieving it? And so as we move into doer, one of the truths is that it really helps overcome that that intimidation factor, that feeling of overwhelmedness, that procrastination that happens with that, you know, in the psychological barriers. If what you do is you take that big life goal or that aspiration, that dream, that to-do item, and you break it down into what I call chewable chunks. And it, it seems very straightforward, and it is, but it does in fact follow a complex and knowable uh, whole phenomenon in the brain, and it's something we call the Zagarnik effect. 
But basically that when you decrease the barrier to starting something, you're actually much more likely to start it, of course, but then to finish it. People like to finish what they've started. And so we know that if you break down a big thing into chewable, tiny little goals, you get actually a whole um, cascade of great neurochemistry that happens as well. So things like encephalins, endorphins, dopamine feedback loops start to help increase almost like the motor of your brain. It increases how fast you're able to accomplish things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, the third thing, you know, and we have many more, do go to the website, but the third thing is to ask for help. So we are sure that, you know, if you need psychological help, everyone else, as an example, has been through the same thing. And so it's hard for you now, you know, as compared to yesteryear, to go to your friends and family who are also under duress, who are also in the same boat. So if you need that help, ask for it and ask for it from professional and reputable organizations and companies, including, and that of course includes things like legal, financial, and insurance help as well, right? We want to ensure that you are securing your future, you're securing your time, your energy, your money, uh, the things that you are going to put in the way of becoming a doer, of actually achieving these things. We want to ensure that, you know, they're safe and that, and that you're capable of achieving and that, that those dreams are, you know, real and, and you have help achieving them. So you're talking about sort of clearing the runway for takeoff here. What about if you're lugging yeah. around a bunch of guilt? Because we see people who, hey, I learned a new language. I learned how to play guitar or I started a walking program or I lost 50 pounds during the pandemic. Uh, what if you've yeah. wasted the last 18 months like I have and have really accomplished very little um, and you're feeling like, boy, but did I ever waste that time? There's so many things I could have done. Uh, that guilt's going to drag you down as you try and get started again, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's one of, you know, guilt is one of its guilt and shame are are two of the kind of most toxic emotions that people carry subconsciously that hold them back. And that to your point, it is literally like carrying a weight around. Yeah. Self-talk is really important, Shay. Like that's one of the things that, that I talk about a lot with people is that you don't even realize on this non-conscious subconscious plane that the number of times you berate yourself in a day, as an example, for not losing the pounds or for not achieving the goal or whatever. So I think that's an important thing to do is to stop and, and have a little check-in with how are you treating yourself? What are the things that you say to yourself when no one's listening, when no one's watching in the privacy of your own mind? Because those are going to, you know, that's, that's going to make or break you. And so what we see is that when people start to practice more self-kindness, that they actually increase in things like their um, self-confidence, their intrinsic motivation, a sense of self-competency and efficacy. Uh, so that's that's what I would start with is to say, you know, a little self-kindness is going to go a long <laughs> way. And definitely our survey results show people are taking it out on themselves, right? They're blaming themselves yeah, for, absolutely. for what they weren't able to do. Yeah, And that's not helpful. So just give yourself a break and get started with the first step. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And Excellent. a little self-kindness goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Bryn, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shay. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Bryn. Uh, that is Bryn Weingard, who is a business brain expert. Pretty cool title, right? Oh, I'm a business brain expert uh, with Bel Air Direct uh, talking about this survey.